What's up, everybody? Jason with the Louisiana HR Podcast. Super excited to share with you today's episode as we sit down with Marcy Richardson over at Guarantee Restoration. They're doing some absolutely incredible work. If you haven't seen their culture, just take a look at any one of their social channels and get a feel of what they got going on over there. It's pretty amazing stuff. And today's content is nothing short of spectacular. So hope you give it a listen, give us a like, subscribe, and uh, let us know what you think. Check it out. I'm excited to have you here, Marcy. I appreciate you coming on the show. I've had an opportunity to hear from you firsthand about some of the things that you're doing. I've been a super geek fan of Guarantee for a long time, seeing the journey. It's really cool to sit in the new offices that we're in right now. It's absolutely amazing. So I'll give an opportunity for introduction, but I first wanted to say thank you for coming on the show. It's great to be here. Thank you, Jason. Of course. It's my pleasure. So for those who don't know you, who is Marcy? Well, you know, Marcy Richardson, it's me, right? Um, I've been in HR for almost 20 years. I am, you know, grew up in South Louisiana, so I'm very familiar with this layout, the people, love everybody here. Um, My journey has taken me all over different walks of industries. I did start off in employee benefits, so I have a very solid knowledge of the insurance side in that way. But I've been here in Guarantee for four and a half years, and the restoration industry seems to fit me seems to fit exactly who I am, my uh, come froms, what I'm made up from. So uh, I'm. this journey has landed here, I guarantee, and I can't wait to continue to see what we build together. I love here. it. I love it. Hey, tell me more about, so, because I, I, I see guarantee and... For those who haven't, like if you haven't seen Guarantee, just go watch like one clip of any of the leadership team and you will get a sense of the culture here. But from your words, like when you say the restoration industry, what is it about it and what about Guarantee that you feel like this is home? So in the restoration industry and in pretty much any job, right, as employees, we send, we tend to do the same old mundane things. It becomes a job. But in the restoration industry, you're going to help people who may have experienced a, a water loss or it was flood or a fire loss. They had extensive mold damage. I mean, just in the past two years, we've dealt with three or four hurricanes that we've not only had to do uh, homeowners, but business owners who have poured their entire life savings in their business. And that's all they have. So for restoration employees in the, in the industry, you cannot continue to look at work the same old. You have to come with a big heart. You have to come with some empathy. And that, what you're seeing on social media and different things, the fun, we have to put fun in it because just imagine walking into a homeowner's home who walked into say five inches or more of water, didn't expect that to come. The emotions are running high. And as for our employees, our people in the field, I need to keep the morale up. I need to keep them happy because that homeowner, that business owner will not be happy. They're going to have emotions going up and down all over the place. And I can only imagine, right? So for me, the restoration industry speaks to people, helping people, bringing back people to a sense of wholeness. Mm. whatever. And so that me and the HR, that's exactly where I want to be. Yeah, that makes sense. Especially if you look at the Gulf Coast and the impacts that we've had over these last few years has been incalculable. And it is interesting you say that. It makes me think of my own and some of the work I've done 
when you're seeing you're seeing people at sometimes the lowest point. You know, Absolutely. You, you're you're seeing people where I can only use this as an example. As your baby, you've built up and you just see it completely decimated. Mm-hmm. How do you and as a leader within the organization? create and instill that type of culture and type of like attitude when it would be very easy i would imagine for me to walk up and be like i'm already this is a hard job this is hard for me i'm dealing with i could easily just take a bad attitude but instead you have like the way you just talked about it with such passion like what is it that drives that and how do you like spread that to others i think it's it's picking the right people you know mm-hmm. we are definitely a hire first for culture fit and then we believe wholeheartedly that we can teach the skills if we find that right person to come in. And it's a continuation of reminding them that no matter what that person's going through, we are that face and we have a bigger purpose, mm-hmm. right? To continue to, to bring back, to give back, to make them whole. Not only the hurricanes lately, but with COVID in the past two years, we have done extensive cleanings and different buildings and offices where people are scared to go in, Hmm. right? And so we have to bring a sense of comfort. And I think we just, it speaks to the employees that we have and our management team, our leadership team that it continues to drive and say, you know what, we got you. Let's continue to make it fun. We're here to support you and give you the tools that you can go out every day with that smile Hmm. to make that customer happy. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What was it about for you personally what was it? What was it about HR that attracted you? Um, you know, it was, it's funny because I've said this a lot of times. When you're growing up, you never think, "Hey, I'm going to be an HR." You know, that's that's not one of those top priority doctors, lawyers, you know, astronauts, whatever yeah. that may be. Yeah. But the more I got into it, I was always uh, intrigued by public relations, and that's okay. what I first was looking into. But then you start looking at the people. How can I reach those people? And for me, my heart is I want to see people succeed. I want to help them get where they don't even know they can get. Mm. And everything and process or procedure or any initiative that we're putting in here is to help our employees succeed beyond what they see in themselves. And I believe as an employer, as me um, in HR, that's my responsibility. Mm. I am not a flashy person, you know, shockingly. I know that if somebody else is, is succeeding, I will follow suit right, right behind them. It right. brings me joy. It fulfills me in everything. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Kind of rising tides raises all ships. Like right. if we, if we all, we are all more successful as a collective than as individuals. Correct. Um, that's really awesome. And you know, it's funny you say that because it, it is, unfortunately that isn't always the case. It, and when you talk about HR, it really is, it is one of the most strategic positions that exists with any organization it is the center point of how, you run a business because a business without people is just not a, is not a business. Exactly. It's it's a product, a piece of technology, but it doesn't actually fit, begin to execute anything. Right. So, it's really refreshing to hear that um, you're a take towards that because unfortunately that's not always the perception or not always what's shared. Um, and so that's really cool. We were talking a little bit about like influences and and so people can't see what we're looking at, but I'll describe it. So there's a bunch of books here that we jumped on. We talked about who moved my cheese and extreme ownership. It's very evident that you take personal development and investing in yourself as much as investing in your team. Why is that important? And maybe what are some things that you've done recently investing in yourself that's been really impactful? Yeah. So it is it is super important for me to continue to invest and to learn and to grow because 
our workforce isn't stagnant, right? It's growing, we're shifting generations, we have to move, we have to understand people. And I am a constant learner, Mm -hmm. right? If I am not continually improving myself, I'm doing a disservice to anybody that works for me, with me, my CEO and all of that. So continuing to learn and to tweak and to figure out what moves other people is to me, my number one priority in HR is Mm -hmm. to develop myself. Mm -hmm. Other things that I've done, our whole leadership team actually just recently went to a leadership training in Las Vegas and they talked a lot about enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. And it's, one thing is that if you don't bring enthusiasm to your day to day, then what is the discussion of culture and retention and retainment and all of this stuff of you're not there and wanting to and to be happy and excited and come from a instead of I got to attitude to I get to do this. Right. Then again, all of these things we're working towards every day isn't going to pay forward if we're not investing and in building ourselves up. Makes sense. Makes sense. So you have, so obviously it's, it's important to you, not only for an individual, but because it translates to the organization, to your Absolutely. team members. And I like how you say, cause it's like, if you're not excited, why would you expect anybody else exactly. to be like, it's the same thing. It's like, what, what do they call it? Servant leadership. Like mm-hmm. if, why would anybody, if I'm not willing to do it, if I'm not willing to, to go, you know, do the extra mile. Like I, I think I was in a leadership and I had, you know, I had 60 people that I was responsible for. Like, and there was one time like the bathroom was, we had, I was customer facing. We had customers in retail and bathroom was needed to get clean. I was like, I, there's no one right available right now. I'm going to go do it. And you know, it's like how you, you step to the front, you show and you do it with a smile and enthusiasm. That truly is contagious. Yeah. I mean, even some of the, when we do hurricane work, it's all hands on deck. Yeah. We have everybody out there going low trucks, getting supplies and everything. And even me, I'm running around, but if I see that that something has spilled on the ground that could, somebody can slip on because we're moving so fast, I will get that broom. I will help. I will do whatever I can. But it's continually to show up who we want to see in our employees. We have to be the what we are wanting them to be. Yeah. So I love that. I was I was looking through some of the content you had shared, and there was a few quotes I I, I heard. I just, one was like Matthew McConaughey, mm-hmm. Steve Harvey. Mm-hmm. There was some good ones, like yeah. and they like they had like the music. I was like, yo, I'm fired up. <laughs> so I found on Spotify uh-huh. some channel of motivational speeches. Okay. And this guy has pieced together these speeches from these different speakers: the yeah. Steve Harvey, Matthew McConaughey, a couple others, and I will listen to them on my way to the gym each morning back to get me fired up to get me into some kind of you know hey it I, yeah. I get to i get to do this every day you know because we'd be fooling ourselves we are human we are people and we're going to have our low moments but again it my priority is to show up and if i need those motivational speeches to get me there then you know what hit play every day. I love it. You said I like get to instead of got to. Yes. Yeah. I love that. That's really cool. Um, okay. So you have that now. So you're investing in yourself and, uh, from uh, what I've learned is that one of the people you follow is, is it Heather Monahan? Heather Monahan. Yes. Okay. Now I think there's a unique story with that, that not only you got, you got a chance to follow her content, but I think you had an opportunity to uh, chat with her and even introduce the team. Is that right? Absolutely. So, uh, at the beginning of the year, I was 
scrolling through LinkedIn uh, on a Sunday afternoon, and I came across some of her postings and just started reading some of her newsletters, uh, listened to a couple of podcasts, and then I saw she had books, so I downloaded one book. I listened to the book in about two and a half days. Wow. It was awesome. It was Overcome Your Villains. Okay. And in the book, she says, you know, you just have to go out there and do it. You just have to put yourself out there, and if you don't. So at that moment, it was about... 5 a.m. one morning, getting ready for work, I said, you know what? I'm going to send her a message on LinkedIn. And I told her how I loved the book and I thought it was just inspiring her words and her journey and where she got to. And then I said, you know what? I have this woman of GRS group and we do a book every now and then. And so I would love to introduce this book to my team because I know if it's helped me and spoke to me so much, that there's going to be somebody else, another mm-hmm. person on the team that it's going to speak to. Mm-hmm. She wrote me back in four minutes. Wow. And said, Marcy, this is awesome. I love this idea. You know what? I'm going to give you 30 minutes of a Q&A time after you finish reading that book. Wow. She didn't have to. Yep. Completely on her own. And I, you know almost a fangirling moment, my jaw hits the floor because she's a top keynote speaker. She yeah. charges multi thousands of dollars to hear her for an hour and she's giving me 30 minutes for free. Right. So um, I sent out an email to all, to the group, uh, to the women of GRS and they all jumped on board. They're yeah. like, absolutely Marcy, we'll read this with you. So we read it in about a month. Wow. We scheduled a Q&A with Heather about two weeks after and it was just, Awesome. That's awesome. You know, and she shared her journey. The, she, all the ladies got to ask questions and just kind of dig into her brain a little bit more of what it was. And I mean, everybody's came back like, this was one of the best things ever. That's you know? awesome. So it's been, I, I love, again, it kind of taught me, if you don't reach out, you're not going to get anything back. So you just have right. to put yourself out there and start. But yeah. I'm still kind of mind blown. That's right? awesome. Yeah. And what is what is Heather? So what's in 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 a in a the best summation? What is Heather's story like? What is it that she's communicating? Yeah. So her um, story in kind of a cliff note version was that she was a, a CRO, a Chief Revenue Officer of a radio company, um, one that we've all heard of, and she worked her way up, and then at 43, 44 years old, she got fired. Um, just because there was a change in leadership. And right. so um, she was named the, one of the top uh, most influential females of radio wow. at one time and then just, you know, got let go real quick. Right. And so at 44, how is she going to build her life back up? And so she decided to go and work for herself, do the book. Now then COVID happened. So she's having to re, you know, think all of these processes. Right. But it was her, it's her book about overcoming that villain and she talks about in the book that her villain was the person that fired her Mm. and she had to overcome that to succeed where she is today Mm. and so when you think about all of the villains that we may have individually um, whether it be ourself or somebody from our past or our current life that we have to overcome that to build ourselves to continue to push ourselves because we'll never gain that confidence if we don't let that villain go yeah that's um that is really awesome to hear because I think it's it's true that you said it too about the villain. The villain could be it could be anything. It could be yourself. Like right. the villain could be that, and that's often probably a lot of times that is who the villain is. Like you kind of almost become your own villain. Like right. you start to become self. You diagnose yourself and deprecating and these other things. Mm-hmm. And it's like how do you 
identify that and then overcome it. That's really cool. Yes. Why was it? Why was it important? Not everybody does that. Like you don't hear often like book book groups mm-hmm. at an organization. That would be something that you somebody might say. That's I mean, if you want to just read a book, go read a book. Right. Why was it important for you to make that as part of the organization? So. I mean, we all read books. What's it? You read books for fun, for entertainment, or for growth, yeah. right? Um, and again, it goes back to that employee and looking at an employee as a whole. The The idea came because I want to grow the person and not just the employee. And the person to me is the one that's showing up at the job. Mm-hmm. The employee is the person doing the job, right? And so a book club, where it started from, is actually... Uh, the seven habits of highly effective people were, was our first book. Awesome. And that's one of those books that you, you need group discussion around to fully understand and get the, the message conveyed, you mm-hmm. know, that he's trying to do. So yeah. we started reading it per branch. I would go around to each branch. They would have a, a passage they have to read in about a month. We talk about it for an hour. I buy lunch and everybody that's cool. got more out of it on the discussion. But on the flip side, Jason, what happened, my team is coming together as a team, talking about something, right? So it's a team building unit. Absolutely. They're building themselves up and gaining that confidence and looking at things differently. And then also the other side, because I saw so much success, I developed an advancement track here for all of our uh, different job positions. And reading is part of that. Whoa. They have to do a one-page report. <laughs> I love this so much. And, but again, it's it's not only, it's also leadership books, not just wow. personal growth books. Because yeah. I want, and I'm going to kind of go on a tangent of where this is going. But in our workforce, you know, we talk about the great resignation and all of these things. I need to build up and stop that head on. I yeah. need to know how I'm going to continue to fortify our workforce oh. that we can continue to serve. Right. That's part of my puzzle right there. Right. Absolutely. That is huge. I, I think uh, you said it too, uh, the, the, uh, the turnover tsunami, the, the, you know, that there's a thousand different definitions for it right now. And I've talked to a lot of people that is the first time I've ever heard somebody included in an advancement track. Like if anybody's listening, <laughs> for who's listening, like write that one down. That is awesome because Anyways, I get excited on that stuff because yeah. you, you are – what do they say about for you to learn something? You need it. It needs to be like 10 to 15 times right. before it's actually internalized. So if I say go read it, like, hey, look, we're reading a book. Go read it. And like oh, that's that's one. That's a start. But like you're reinforcing like, Let's read the book. Now let's talk about the book. And then let's talk about the advancement in your career and how you reading the book and us talking about the book – is all part of that advancement, right. which that is going to really drive a culture. Yes. Um, I love that. I'm going to do a bit of a pivot because I think it falls in the same line as well. You mentioned is um, when it comes to, so you said, you know, the, 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 how do I keep people? How do I, this is part of my challenge. How do I not be part of the people who are caught up in this great resignation? And I think you've done a really great job and you share with me, there's some tactical things you do as well from a recruitment standpoint that I think is unique. There was some previously that you pivoted to around referral basis and tell us a little bit about that and that strategy. Yeah. So a lot of companies give some sort of incentive or bonus for when they refer somebody they know to hire, right? right? But when you look at the turnover percentage of referrals and how many people you actually have, 
it's it's staggering of how much how many people stay you know and the other thing when you're trying to build a culture people hang out with people that are just like them yes right so if we're trying to continue the same culture we already have great people that we hired they are going to know great people because they hang out with like-minded people right right so what we're moving to and switching to is referral hiring only mm -hmm. um and, and I believe it's going to help fortify, but behind that, we have to have a great succession plan. Mm -hmm. We have to have people that are filling those holes that we're continuing to, to groom and to move and to coach up, um, which is where you know our advancement track comes in heavily, mm -hmm. but along those same lines of the book club and having those uh, books in there to grow them personally and in leadership, that's where that come from is, mm -hmm. right? So all of that together is going to again head off any kind of workforce issues that we may or may not ever see down the line mm -hmm. but fortifying it on the back end yeah i love it i love it you'd also mentioned so you have so you have um the referral point that's obviously a huge thing that you're mm -hmm. you're doing because you've you've identified you've identified you're 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 almost stopping the rotation the revolving door yes. you bring the person in that and you're very focused on right culture fit so now who are the other people that you know that also have that same culture fit are you comfortable sharing what like what's been the impact on a retention basis like have you seen a a like hey, here's what our percentage of retention is or has it changed like what does that look like so um when i started here four and a half years ago, we were at close to 65% turnover. Okay. And in this past year, at the end of the year, we're at 27. Wow. Right. And we are overstaffed. Um, we don't really have those hiring shortfalls. Right. You know, I mean, certain positions that are more skilled than others, yeah, that's going to take us a little bit longer to find. Sure. But having these big empty holes where we don't have productivity because we don't have anybody in that spot doesn't happen here. Incredible. So um, again, it goes back to just continual training and continuing, yes. you know, bringing that door and having that open. I love that. Um, that is incredible. You're talking about over over half, cutting it over, over in half. Yes. Um, that is awesome. Um, I'm not surprised to hear that. The things you're sharing here are absolute gold. Um, a couple of things. So on staying on the line of the advancement track, I know that like training and development is like really important. You know, you, you talked about this. Um, I think I saw something with like less Lent. Yes. Okay. Um, is that it seems like you've been investing in training beyond just like knowledge transfer from a manager to employee yes. like why is that important and what are some strategies that you've implemented that you're finding success from yeah so so far the, since the beginning of the year we have brought in two guest speakers less cool. than one of them the other one is robert kujo teschner um and it is so important we i've i get so much out of seeing a guest speaker at different conferences i'll go yeah. to different organizations associations and get a hearing a guest speaker and hearing their enthusiasm and their confidence and their conviction of what they're talking about right yeah and so i had heard these past two speakers at different um industries different things and i was like you know what how awesome would it be to bring back some of this to our people yeah um, I, I actually said this message today. It's like when you have kids, 
right? I can say, tell my kid the same thing, but somebody else's parent or teacher can have the same message and all of a sudden it clicks. It turns on. I've said that a hundred times. times. They say it once and you get it. Okay. Right. And so that <laughs> is the kind of the other thing that it's going to, that it comes from is to bring in these guest speakers yeah. in. And so we are not only with the advancement track, but wanting to invest into our employees when it comes to that. giving them the opportunities that us as upper management leadership team have the availability to go to conference and see, yeah. but they don't have that, yeah. right? And it's just because of their position. So let's bring it here to them. Yeah, I so. love that. That's awesome. Yeah, I think, and and you've given it in a unique sense that it's it's like its own private viewing. It's like mm -hmm. like you get backstage passes, exactly. you know what I mean? Versus, uh, you know, kind of a general. So it's even, you've taken that almost to the next level and made it a, a truly unique experience for your employees, even beyond just like the training and obviously the growth that's going to come from right. it. That's really, really cool. Yeah. You know, the one thing that I've, in a lot of companies and industries, they're always looking at, you know, hey, operations, we got to grow operations or we're looking at business development, we grow and they always forget that HR component and people. And we talked about that earlier. And when you have all of those three in line, you're moving together mm -hmm. up. And so you don't have one that's heavier. You're not out of balance. And I, you know, HR is coming up and moving up and, and growing in the ranks. And I love seeing that. But really, to, I would love to have companies adopt moving together and mm -hmm. getting HR in those conversations, strategic growth planning. What does that look like? So when you're ready to move, you already have those people that are, that we've either trained up to move into different spots or whatever it may be. But the whole thing is to grow the company at the same time and not mm. one heavier or faster than the other. I love that. What do you see in the next three to five years coming off the probably the most disruption we've ever had when it comes to how we manage our team and have to interact? We've seen movements from to hybrid work environments, different employee expectations. Where do you see, and we can all look back, it's an easy on a look mm -hmm. back, from your vantage point with the, with, the, with the view that you have, what do you see the, that continue to evolve? What do you see? Does it stay the same, evolve, change? What, is it, what do you see that looking like over the next two, three, four years? So, you know, with different industries, you're going to have different ways. But the thing that, we, that COVID in the past two or three years has showed us is that there are so many jobs out there that were never, that didn't show up beforehand, right? Mm. COVID open job opportunities. So for us in the restoration industry is working from home, we don't, that's not a thing for us, right? Mm. We don't have that chance and opportunity. But what I have to do is compete from those other jobs. Yes. So what what I'm seeing is just continuing is, is we in the restoration or me and GRS, we have to put action behind the words. Uh -huh. um, you had mentioned earlier, you had heard about different book clubs, but mm -hmm. not part of the advancement track. And yeah. I scribbled down while you're doing it. It's the action versus talk, mm. right? If, hey, it's it's really nice to, and using the book thing, of having a library or access for employees to grab a book, but what are we doing? What is the right. point of all of that? And right. I, so for me in the big picture, we have to actually start making actionable steps for these things to happen. Um, wanting to be the best of the best. We have to be enthusiastic. We have mm -hmm. to show up exactly what we want. Mm -hmm. And then the other part of this is the whole generational shift of what you're seeing. Baby boomers 
dropping out of the workforce and you're having you know the younger generations coming in what are they looking for mm -hmm. and you have to fortify your plans right now to what interests them right. right what what are they looking at and so those are little things that um recognize it and starting to integrate with us so, you know, I don't know if I completely answered your question no, yeah. in the four years, but I really believe that everybody has to stop talking so much and start doing a little more mm. if 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 I can. And then yeah. recognizing and be open and receptive to the younger workforce. Um, was it a couple of weeks ago, the GBR Sharm breakfast of seeing those LSU and Southern students give their presentations. And I think it was so awesome to see that because kind of getting a glimpse of how they're thinking and yeah. how they're looking at. And then that's going to be what we see in 10, 15 years in the workforce, right? So if we start having conversations with the younger generations, right? right. Start kind of looking at it in a and it says, how can that fit into my organization today with the vision of the company? Mm. Because you're not going to have that same. But right. then start moving and start doing it. I love that. Action. I wrote that down. Action versus talk. I think mm -hmm. that's, that's a huge differentiator. It's easy to talk about. It. It's a different thing to try to make it actually be actionable and doing it. Correct. I love that. What's next for GRS? Oh, that's a that's a good one. You know, we're can always looking to grow, right? You know, we uh, currently have five locations um, on the horizon. It's definitely in a couple more awesome. in the next, you know, three to five years. Yeah. So for us, it's just continuing to uh, to build up who we have to make those people ready. So when we open the other branch, I'm pulling from here, right? Um, and 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 showing our team that they have growth within us. Mm -hmm. there, there's no point to look outside because I'm where you want to go, I will send you and take you. Yeah. You just have to stay with us. So I love it. Selling the vision, helping yes. them see the, the long-term uh, potential as well. Love yeah. it. All right. Well, I'm going to do my last rapid fire uh, questions here. So okay. just some random questions. First question is when you're getting ready for your walk into the plate, it's time to hit a home run, mm -hmm. time to get hype. What's your go-to song? Zombie by the Cranberries. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got a better glimpse of DeMarcy. All right. Zombie. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Zombie is your walk in the plate song. Um, best place. Um, actually, you know what? We'll do this one. Best gift you've bought yourself under $100 that's most impacted your life in the last 12 months. Ooh, that's a hard one because I'm not a gift. I don't buy it's for, for yourself. Me. It's yeah. something you got under $100 that's most impacted your life. I guess Actually, the shoes too. that I'm wearing right now. Okay. <laughs> they were $55 on Amazon. But Boom. Just some good, good heels. <laughs> I love it. Good pair of heels at the right price. That's I it. love it. 55 bucks. Perfect. What is um, favorite, final question, favorite spot to get business lunch, favorite dinner place in Baton Rouge? Oh, mm. so I love uh, Building Five. Okay, cool. I just like the the laid back atmosphere. Yeah. You can have good conversation because I'm not. I like having conversation more than stuff. You know, yeah. business lunch. Yeah. Um, best dinner. I, you know, I'm all, I'm a true Superior Grill fan. Yeah. Always do Some margaritas. margaritas. And chips and salsa. <laughs> 
<laughs> they are the best. Yeah. Um, I love it. Marcy, thank you. This I, I have uh, a full page of stuff here that um, I can't wait to share. Tons of great stuff. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for what you're doing at GRS, the way you impact not only the team here, but the community of Baton Rouge, because it absolutely does trickle. Um, thank you for spending some time. Absolutely. Thank you, Jason. Thanks for listening to the Louisiana HR Podcast. Hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I enjoyed making it. If you get a chance, give us a like, give us a comment, let us know what you think. And uh, if you got some suggestions on future guests, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We appreciate it. Have a great one.